Welcome to the Eternity's Viewpoint Podcast with Pastor Lauren Richmond Sr. Our prayer is to provide you with simple, understandable teachings from Scripture on how to live a life of faith in view of eternity. Here's this week's episode. Hello, this is Pastor Lauren Richmond, East Denver Bible Baptist Church. Welcome to Eternity's Viewpoint Podcast. It's our third one so far, as I mentioned. We're trying just to share some simple things on life and hopefully, uh, most importantly, share the importance of knowing Christ as your Savior and living for Him. We're not talking about the superstar. We're not talking about the person that's the... uh, stands out above everything. We're talking about the average Joe, the average person who just wants to make their life count for God. Uh, There aren't any superstars here, but we are grateful for what God's done for us. I would say that one of the things I want to mention to you is, will you be available? Will you allow God to use you just exactly where you are? Uh, There's that song that says, right in the corner where you are. And uh, just uh, the Bible says, uh, talking about Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. doesn't say we have to be great singers. In fact, oftentimes the choir is reserved for just those wonderful singers and that person who can't carry a tune in a bucket. They don't have the opportunity to be in the choir. Well, that's uh, you can you can question that if you want. Maybe you think you should. Maybe maybe there's a good reason why we don't. Of course, maybe we should understand that if we don't have that ability, we probably shouldn't try. I remember a humorous thing. I guess it's humorous. Uh, I remember in high school, I I never did learn how to uh, read notes, and I did. I was in the choir, and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And so, you know, what I tended to do when I didn't uh, have a clue was I tended to cut up and just cause problems. And so, I'm sitting in the high school choir, and I'm cutting up, and probably uh, had to be reprimanded on other occasions with another friend as we sat in the choir and just goofed off. And finally, the choir teacher uh, kicked us out of choir. That was no big deal to me, except uh, years later when my brother, who came back from Vietnam and he had gotten married, and uh, when his wife died, she died of leukemia at the age of 41. Pretty tragic, although the good news was she had gotten their life right with God, and they were serving the Lord at that particular time. And so uh, that was a wonderful thing, at least, that they knew the Lord. But I had an opportunity to come back and speak the message at the funeral. And uh, just, lo and behold, as we're getting ready for the service, who walks into the service but the former choir teacher who had kicked me, kicked me out of the choir? Well, that wasn't a real good testimony for you, and it just— reminds us that no matter what we're doing, we need to make sure we're doing right because we never know where that's going to come back on us. But uh, I also want to mention oftentimes that we we have a problem with pride. The Bible says, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. And so think sometimes in your life where you're so proud about something you've accomplished and you, you sort of got this idea in mind that you're always going to uh, be able to stand up to temptation we know that 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful, 
will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape, that ye may be able to bear it. But uh, think about it a little bit, you know, when we think about pride, oftentimes, as I said before, we think we're better than what we are. We think we're stronger than what we are, and often it reality is this, we're very weak. You might be able to defeat a temptation at one point, and you think, well, I'll never have to deal with that again, and sure enough, at a weak moment, uh, maybe you haven't spent the time in the Word that you should, or maybe you haven't prayed like you should, and maybe you're just dependent upon your own works or your own abilities, your own strength, and you fall flat on your face. I'll never forget, in New York City, uh, I was a youth pastor of the church, and it was a very difficult time when we came in there. In fact, I would say this, that uh, it's but for the grace of God that we're able to do what we are today. There was a pastor at that particular time, I won't mention him by name, but he actually told my wife, she, he said, you made a mistake in marrying Lauren, and I can get your marriage annulled, and you can go back to Colorado. Well, thank God that didn't happen. But uh, we'll never forget that time, and we went through a very difficult time, and uh, the church was pretty much broken up at that particular point. It, it was going very well until Satan got in and reared his ugly head, and the church went down, pretty much went down the tubes. A lot of people were hurt and left the church as a result of that. And a few months later, I came back, and then they had another, got another pastor in. He lasted for about five or six months, and then... God laid it upon my heart to go back and take the church, and so I did, and was doing okay. And at that point, we liked to go to the pastor school out in Ham pastor schools in Hammond, Indiana, and that was all about numbers back then. And I remember at one particular time uh, when I first came into the church, I think for the first month we averaged sixty-four, and then the next month we averaged seventy-two, and then the next month we averaged eighty-eight. Then the next month, we averaged 136. You say, why do you say all those things? Are you bragging on yourself? That's probably exactly what I was doing because God said, let me show you what I can do. And when my pride got to be too much, the next thing I know, we're averaging about 13 people. And it wasn't too much longer that uh, we ended up uh, merging that church. It went down the tubes. Uh, there are people that are serving the Lord today that came out of their church, and that's a wonderful thing. But you know what? Could have been a lot better if only I had, hadn't had begun to think so much of myself. And so easy to allow pride, pride to rear its ugly head. So easy to allow pride to take us down. And so think about some of these areas of your life. Is it pride that is... Uh, causing you to struggle? Is it pride that's difficult problem that you have in your life and you're not knowing how to take care of things? Just remember that we have to look to the Lord for his help. As I said, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And so we need to be looking to the Lord. And the moment that we expect that we're having a problem, the moment that there is some trouble, the Bible says, call unto me. Cry unto me in a day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You know, rather than having pride in what we think we can accomplish, let's instead have 
uh, pride in the Lord and thank him for his goodness and his love toward us and how he helps us and how he gives us strength. And he will bring us through that. He will lift us up. He will enable us to do those things that we don't think we can do otherwise. And uh, But just remember to give him the credit. Now, how do we do that? We just continue to stay in the Word. Let me give you a few things that can help you with your pride. First of all, always rely on the Lord. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse number 9, just give you a couple of verses here. Romans 8 and verse 9, but you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by a spirit that dwelleth in you. And verse uh, Romans 8.16 says, The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So, and then, of course, uh, not only thinking about that, but we are told in Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, how that we ought to live our life. Ephesians chapter 4, let me get it here. But ye have not so learned Christ, If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that he put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Let me say this. Don't begin to go back and brag about the things that you used to do. I am am so sick and tired. I've always been sick and tired of pastors that want to brag about the old life, what they used to be and how God changed them. And, uh, you know, they, they, in a sense, it's, it often seems like a thing of pride to just say, well, I was so bad and I did this. And uh, no, we don't uh, magnify the works of the flesh. We don't magnify Satan by sharing what we've done in the past. The Bible says we're not to talk of those things in secret. The Bible says men love darkness rather than light. Why? Because their deeds are evil. We don't need to brag on those things. But rather it says... You put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. How are we going to do that? We need to spend time in God's word and say, God, you help me right now. You give me strength. You enable me to do the right thing. You help me to honor you. We've got to cry out to him. Maybe you don't know all the theology about it, but you're saying, God, help me. God, give me strength. God, enable me to do what's pleasing to you. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for he remembers one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. You know, sometimes there's this pride thing, and boy, do we have it in our marriages, because so oftentimes we don't want to be the one that's... uh, 
we don't want to hear the spouse share something about us that we know is true. We don't like them for we don't like for them to have the last word. But the Bible says, "Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath." I heard the story one time of someone says, "Well, you know, I'm just so uh, so uh, encouraged or just just incredibly amazed by." The way you've lived your life, you and your wife, all these years. They says, and the guy says, well, you know what? We we never went to bed angry. Of course, some, there were some times when we stayed up for a few days. So no, that's the reality, isn't it? Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that may minister grace to the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So how can we set the right example how can we live the godly life we need to be constantly in practice don't we we need to recognize the bible talks about keeping a short account with god recognizing right away hey there's a problem here let me confess it and forsake it let me try to make it right and then you know what do i replace it with i need to replace it with good works i need to set my affection on things above not on things of the this earth we will in time here, uh, not going to do it probably for a few sessions here, but we'll eventually get into the book of James and talk about that in in the podcast, go, maybe go through that whole book, and uh, that's something to think about, but it's certainly a, a way to live the Christian life. You know, we talk about good works. The Bible says, for by grace you save through faith and not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So sometimes people get the idea, well, you know, good works isn't what it's all about. It's just it's just Christ. But you know what? Once we've been saved, the Bible says we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So while good works don't save us, good works certainly ought to be a part of our Christian life. They certainly ought to be something that the world can look at and see Christ in us. And so let me encourage you as well to live that kind of life, to do those things that please the Lord, and not to allow pride to rear its ugly head, uh, just looking to honor the Lord in every area and aspect of our life. It's not an easy thing, but it's necessary and it's helpful. And anybody can do it if they'll spend that time in the Word of God, if they'll ask Him to help us, if we understand the Holy Spirit of God is the one who enables us to do anything. If we're going to accomplish anything at all, it has to come in him, come from Him. And boy, do people need to see that in our lives today. So as weak as we are, we need to go to God and say, God, you strengthen us. You help me to be the kind of person you want me to be, to live for you, to honor you, to glorify your name. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Eternity's Viewpoint podcast with Pastor Lauren Richmond Sr. We pray this has been a blessing to you in your spiritual journey. 
Help us share this message with more people by subscribing and leaving a review. To learn more about the podcast or connect with Pastor Lauren, visit EternityViewpoint.com. That's EternityViewpoint.com. The Eternity the Viewpoint podcast is produced by Resonate Media in partnership with East Denver Bible Baptist Church. Do you have something to say? Are there people who want or need to hear from you? Have you always wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start? Welcome to Resonate Media, where our mission is to amplify you. At Resonate Media, we focus on helping underrepresented voices and aspiring podcasters get started by providing equipment, expertise, and experience to help you launch a podcast. To get started, visit ResonateMediaPro.com. Don't let the confusion, complications, and costs of hosting, recording, editing, and distribution hold you back. The world needs to hear what you have to say. Resonate Media can help your voice be heard.